What's up, everybody? Welcome to BTV's brand new show, Victory Lane, where we'll be talking everything from NASCAR to F1 every single week. And of course, the guys with me are going to be giving you the best picks you'll find anywhere. I've been following along. Eric's been doing his own thing. What's up, Eric? How you doing? You know, I'm doing good. Finally over 70 here in Chicago. You know, it's nice to actually have the sun out and not being in some gloom. So summer's here, man. I'm ready to, I'm ready to make some money, man. Yeah, it's uh, it was a beautiful day down here, man. It's like 86 degrees. I spent most of the day on the golf course. Beautiful, beautiful day. And none other than iRacing legend Brandon Gagnon here with us as well. Brandon, how you doing, man? Doing good. How about yourself, boys? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. I can't wait to dig into this. I know you guys have been doing a, a little thing uh, on Eric's podcast for many, many weeks. Um, I got tired of hearing winners every week and I, I feel like we need to bring this to the masses we need to show your guys face bring this to the masses let's pick some winners and uh have a little fun while we're doing it. what you say absolutely let's do it so for, for those joining us we'll talk about nascar every single week obviously their schedule very few weeks off we'll be talking them non-stop we'll release a show most likely one o'clock on sundays unless the races are saturday nights we'll adjust but we'll keep you informed We'll also touch on any F1 races. Obviously, it's a week off this week after Miami last week. Um, F1's becoming more and more popular. People are really getting into the gambling side of it. I personally love it because it's pretty much a free space every single Sunday. So, guys, I mean, let's start off. Brandon, iRacing. I called you an iRacing legend. I know you don't want to be called that, but nah. it is what it is. Um, for those that don't know Brandon, he does race on the iRacing, uh, what is it, Road to Pro? Is that what you said? Yes, sir. The Road to Pro series. Um, I mean, we've seen guys come out of that series and actually get a cup car. So let's yeah. let's hope that one day that's that's your thing. So just give the people a little bit, because I know iRacing got really popular during COVID, and, you know, it was on ESPN, and they had cup drivers driving. And, I mean, I found myself watching it, enjoying the hell out of it. So why don't you tell people a little bit about iRacing and like how realistic it is? Because I don't think a lot of people understand that these these cup drivers are using this every week for practice. Yeah, they're still using it. Um, people look at it as a video game, as something that you just jump on and play around with. Uh, the setups are so identical to what they deal with in real life. So when they do scan a track in iRacing, every crease, every bump, every pebble – Anything that you can imagine on the track is literally at the track on the simulator. Um, so especially during COVID, when I, I officially got my rig, uh, NASCAR was still running in real life, but there's no practice, no qualifying. So week in and week out, I was racing guys like Stenhouse, uh, Kyle Busch, Brad Kay, um, Junior's on there a bunch because now he's the executive of iRacing. Um it is very, very similar to what they would do in real life. Um, even before COVID, these guys would jump in the sim just to kind of get the feel of it before they even got to the track. Um, it's it's such a fun experience. If you have the opportunity to ever even be able to get into a seat and just do it, um, I'd highly recommend it. But um, I like to get on on a weekly basis, especially if we're betting I'm able to feel the car and understand what it's doing, at least from my standpoint as a driver, and then see what they do in qualifying and practice now since COVID's over. 
and get the feel of it. So like at Kansas, a lot of guys like running the high line. You have the Harvick line, which is down low. So you're going to see a lot of different different lines tomorrow. 20-degree banking at the top, 17 at the bottom, 18 in the middle. So it's not going to be like a train that we've seen all year with this new next-gen car. Um, so absolutely check out iRacing, please. It's uh, it, It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it looks a lot of fun to me. Um, unfortunately, my experience with any kind of racing game, I don't even have a steering wheel, and which makes it impossible to ever win anything, um, which is frustrating. I just have nowhere to mount it to play, so uh, that, that sucks. But uh, I, And you'd have to think that even, as you said, they were doing this before COVID and they're still doing it after. You, you think this would save the teams quite a bit of money because you're getting test laps in without damaging a vehicle or burning tires or fuel. Or You would, but if the setup's wrong on the simulator for the whole week, but you think it's right, Kyle Busch has spoken to it a lot, even though I don't like M&Ms. I'm not a big fan of that guy. We'll, me and you will get into that later. Yeah, we'll fight all, all yeah. the <laughs> But um, he's come off the track multiple times after a race and said the sim was completely wrong. And I think that's more of a a, a quick – how can I word this? Let's more just a, call it what it is. It's Kyle Wine. Yeah, it's a quick bail. It's the simulator sucked. No, you guys had a set that you expected to work, and it didn't. And I'm telling you guys, track temperature, air temperature – all of that makes a drastic change throughout the week. This week in Kansas, it's hot. It's really hot. That and it looks point, like it. Yeah, it looks like it could rain tomorrow. The possibly, tomorrow. Yep. yep. So the race could be cut short, but it's hot. Anytime the race is hot, it's going to make that track tacky, and these boys are going to be rolling the high line the entire race, and that's where it's going to be to win. All right, cool. So we we just got done with qualifying, you know, not long ago. Um, Eric, what'd you see? You know Come what, Eric? On Friday, we were hyping up Christopher Bell. We locked him in at twenty-two to one, and he won the poll. Yes, I mean, sir. that is Brandon's mom's favorite driver. She's going to be a rag watch in the show, so we got to make sure we shout out shout out Mrs. G as much as we can. Um. <laughs> I don't know, like, Kurt, the, the one driver I was looking to fade going into this race was Kurt Busch, and with his pra practice times and with how he looked in qualifying, I think I'm going to get off of that train. I don't think I'm going to be fading Kurt Busch as much as I initially thought it. Um, obviously, Bell is 22-1. to 1. He's down to 9-1 to 1 right now. I really don't think you can play him at that price. But there is some value still on the board that I'm seeing. Okay. Uh, Brandon, anything stick out to you? Yeah, um, if you guys hit Bell, if you watched our podcast yesterday, if you hit Bell at 22 to 1, please be happy. The man qualified first. He went public on Instagram. And anytime a driver, we talked about this yesterday, Eric, anytime a driver goes public on social media and says he loves the Las Vegas setup, which drives just like Kansas and feels confident and then goes out and gets the pole, I love it. Yeah. Now, if it comes to DFS, which we'll get into it here in a few minutes, that's going to be a different shift. But when it comes to head-to-head -to -head betting, if you locked in Christopher Bell at 22-1 to 1 and you dropped a couple U's on him, please enjoy your day tomorrow because it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously I, I took a look at it as well. And, you know, one thing that stuck out to me is in, in these practice times especially, there's a lot of Toyotas up near the top. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you guys talked about the Christopher Bell situation. What what does Kyle Busch drive again? Uh, M&M's. He drives the M&M's 18 Toyota. <laughs> he doesn't drive a Toyota. He drives the M&M's. He drives Under the, the M&M's 18 Toyota. Yeah. Hmm. Is that one? Oh, yeah. Um, for Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, multiple Super Bowl Hall of Fame coach. Uh, amazing. The more, amazing the more you keep saying that, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but my dog's growling right here. I'm not a Kyle Bush fan. So if you hear any barking going on, anytime you say Kyle Bush, there's a reason for that. <laughs> That's fun. So uh, again, I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hide anything here. I'm a big Kyle Busch guy. I love the fact that he basically just gives the middle finger to the entire world and says you either love me or hate me. Just feel something about me, which is what some of these drivers don't understand when they're trying to build their fan base. Uh, again, you need a polarizing guy. Whether it's Jeff Gordon, people either loved him or hated him. Yeah. Nobody ever said they didn't have an opinion on Jeff Gordon. I think it's very similar for Kyle Busch, Tony Stewart, guys guys that are stars in this game. You know, you start asking people, if you ask some random guy walking down the street, what's your thoughts on Cody Ware, what are they going to say? Uh, who's Cody Ware, right? Yeah. Cody Ware could drive, but, you know, got to love can. me or hate me. You got to figure something out, right? <laughs> so uh, it, it is nice to see the Toyotas up front. Again, um, lots of Chevys up there, too. So I, I feel like the Toyotas – let me ask you guys this, too, speaking of the Toyotas. So Denny Hamlin, um, that's that's one guy that drives a Toyota that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I think he's a shit teammate. Um, that's my personal opinion. That's not the opinions of anyone else. Um, I feel I'm, like when he started this new team with Jordan, he's just completely kind of checked out of the of the Gibbs yeah. uh, thing and, and offers no help. Um, I noticed his, his times in practice were probably, you know, some of the worst of Toyota. So, um What's your thoughts there? Is 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 his team is having his own team affecting his racing right now? Eric, me and you have talked about it. Yeah. So I, I'll I'll break this down a little bit further. I am very close to somebody that's head of PR of NASCAR, and Denny Hamlin was with Jordan, uh, the mother of his child that he currently has. She caught him on SugarDaddy.com about two and a half years ago. Deleted it. I've called him out on it personally in real life at Charlotte Motor Speedway because I'm just an ass like that. That's I've, okay. As long hey, as it's you're the com, you got a girl. Like I've I've literally done that to him face to face. Um, him owning a team and driving for another team that shouldn't even exist. I look at I, it like the NFL, like Tom Brady. He went to join the Bucks, whatever he did, and Fox, but he hesitated and said, "Hey, I'm going to finish my career playing ball." And then I'll get into this. The fact that you're a driver and an owner, you're focused on your own team. Now, just like Keselowski, Eric, we've talked yeah. about it. Keselowski has done shit all year because now it's Brad Keselowski, Fenway Motorsports, whatever that whole collaboration is, and he hasn't done anything. And now you look at somebody like Denny Hamlin, who owns the 23 team. He won a race the other week. But other than that, he's been horrible. Why? Yeah. Because you're focused in your pocket. You're not focused yeah. as a driver anymore. You're focused as an owner. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't. 
and and I agree before you before you hit Eric, just a little quick thing. And and I agree with the I don't even know how NASCAR's allowing this. Like it, to me, if if you want to be an owner driver, you drive your car. Yes. Um I don't I don't get how this is happening. It shocks me that Joe Gibbs is okay with it. Like I, I mean, I feel like eventually that contract expires and and he's not renewed. But good lord, man, it just seems a little off to me. And Eric, before you start, the only yeah. reason Joe Gibbs is good about it, what do you say is Joe Gibbs? You got Denny Hamlin, who's a hell of a driver. Your sponsor is FedEx. How do you argue yeah. with that? You don't. Yeah. You just sit back. It, you're probably pissed yeah. off telling your wife behind closed doors at home, I hate this. But in the public, you're going to be like, FedEx in a championship winning driver that hasn't won a championship, but come come close. But someone that's always there in the agreed. You got to sit yeah. back behind closed doors in your home, saying, "I hate this, but I'm just going to deal with it." Yeah, that's all you can do. And you guys hit it on the head. You can't be trying to win a race and then trying to prep a team. And we're seeing it with Kozlowski and Hamlin. You got to be of your focus because you're at the highest level there is on one thing, not two, and it shows. There's the anything I've learned being a huge NASCAR fan my whole life, and then the simulator, you have to spend hours as a driver behind the wheel for one race on a Sunday. You leave Sunday's race tomorrow, these guys are going back home looking at film for the following week. Yes, people that don't know, NASCAR drivers watch film just like NHL, NFL, NBA, baseball. They watch film. They get behind the sim. Like, you've got to have physical time and viewing with your eyes and physical feel to get ready for the next week, or you will not be successful. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work in the gym and everything. And then you like, yeah. you top everything off of that with the, the stuff the owner has to deal with only 24 hours in the day. And then you factor in family and kids. They're just burning, what is this? Burning the candle at both ends. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And also, interesting, you know, you just said something that. The in the gym thing. Um, I think a lot of people, when they hear NASCAR, is not fans of NASCAR, but when just the general public hears NASCAR, they're like, oh, what's the big deal? They go fast and turn left. I don't think people understand how hard it is to make that thing go left for four to five hours every single Sunday with barely any hydration and the heat that they've got to deal with. Bo, that pisses me off so much to hear that on a consistent yeah. basis. It does. Even I'm not even saying this for myself. Anybody that drives a simulator can say it. You spend three hours on a sim, you're getting off. Your shoulder hurts. Your arm hurts. Your ass hurts. You got to take a piss. Like it. It all exists. Period. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. came out years ago saying that he would piss himself during a race. Tony Stewart shit himself. Yes. And with it being 130 degrees in a race car, it dries right up and they keep driving. These guys are spending four hours with G-forces from a fighter jet in a car. Yes, they're turning left. Okay? I get it. Left. Cool. But But it's not just left on the interstate. It's cranking that wheel. And the (laughs) G-forces that sit those boys down in the seat and 140 degrees – that shit's not easy. So anybody that wants to ever argue, and this is for a whole different podcast, but if you say a NASCAR driver is not an athlete, John Daly's not an athlete as a golfer. Yeah. yeah. So well, well, fair enough. And, and, and again, like 
these guys that are turning these Toyota Camrys left, it's not like you turning left in your Toyota Camry on the street. Like Uber <laughs> driver, every week is a Toyota Camry. Again, like you said, three, four, five hours in a car. Not only that, but you're going insane speeds. Yes. Within inches, inches of each other for that long. Like the mental focus it takes. Like I drive uh, almost three hours to, to my wife's parents' house to go visit the in-laws. And like I get out of that and I'm sore. Like I can't imagine what yeah. those guys deal with on a on a weekly basis. So to say and they're plus, not athletes, I think is a joke, man. It is, and, and plus you have this like this the neck the neck no, excuse me the neck exercises alone they do to protect themselves in yeah. case they get in a crash. The forearm strength they have to have to consistently be turning. It's just those guys are so high level. It's ridiculous, and no one gives them credit. And something else we can speak about later: a spotter. Without a spotter. Oh. There is no NASCAR driver because when they are looking, they're looking straight out the window. You can't see left. You can't see right. So the guy that's in your ear for the entire race is like a family member. You're trusting them to let you know that you're clear high, clear low, inches away from other guys at 200 miles an hour. It's And again, you can sit there and watch it because there's weeks that I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm like, this is boring. This is so boring. There, there are some races like that when there's not passing or something. Agreed. You know, I get that. But I will say this. I feel this year in the new car, the races have been more exciting. Compared yes, to last best year, year so yeah. far in NASCAR yeah. in probably 15 years minimum. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. The, the racing's been much better in these cars. There's no cars just running off in every single race. Like, it, it, it seems like it's always there at the end for, for whoever's put in a good week. Um, I'll ask you guys this too, because again, I think you're all a little familiar with the actual inner workings of like a NASCAR team. So, so you've got these teams, like, let's just say Joe Gibbs racing. It's what I'm familiar with. Um, I feel like in NASCAR, as opposed to F1, the NASCAR guys just kind of let their guys go and whoever races and wins wins. Whereas like in F1, you'll get some times where, you know, Chico Perez is in front of Verstappen and the team orders Perez to allow Verstappen to go by him. I don't really think you can do that in NASCAR. And and what are, what are your all's thoughts on that? Like, I mean, is, is that how, like, am I correct in assuming that NASCAR is just like, no, the best guy wins? No, that does not happen in NASCAR. We yeah, started not earlier at all. this year where a guy, I, uh, who was it? I'll touch on it after the podcast, but uh, no, that does not happen in NASCAR. You do have teammates, but when it comes to a win, you're going for the win period because yeah. even in the, yeah, you I mean six, you don't even take out your teammate to get a win. You have 16 playoff spots. Ten people have won 13 races this season. Winning a race doesn't guarantee you in the playoffs this year. That's crazy. F1, there's absolutely orders where it's yep. dropped behind your teammate. And I'm sorry, but as a driver on a simulator, you're not gonna tell me to let somebody pass me just because he's my teammate. Well, I mean, we've seen it this year, uh, you know, with, with Valtteri Bottas leaving Mercedes and going to Alfa Romeo because he was tired of getting that order to let Lewis Hamilton go by. Um, yeah. And ever and, since then, Hamilton hasn't done crap. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's completely different than NASCAR. The, the Mercedes car is just not good this year. Um, yeah. They've got some sort of construction issue that they haven't figured out yet. 
And at, at this point, I'm not sure they're figuring it out because I feel like if, if it was something they were going to figure out, they'd have it figured out by now, and they don't. Ran a little better last week, but the Ferraris and, and Red Bulls are so much better than them right yeah, now. Okay. I don't think they'll ever come back from that. So, all right, well, let's go. Um, we've got Kansas tomorrow. We've talked about the qualifying a little bit. We've talked about, you know, uh, Brandon let us know a little bit of how the track's going to play. So what are some bets you guys are looking at to play? Eric, I'll let you key in on it first there, boss. Well, we already gave away Bell, you know. But I'll, I'll be honest, I wouldn't play Bell at this price right now. So we're not going to give him out. We're going to go to Ross Chastain. As Brandon alluded to, um, does the same as Vegas. Chastain had the most laps inside the top five at, um, at Las Vegas. He, he had ran a great practice. I like what I saw from him today. He's trickled up from nine to one up to ten to one at that price with how he ran in Vegas. You got to lock him in. I can't see it. What's Harvick at right now? Harvick, you know that's funny because I did lock in old Uncle Kevin at fifty to one. Yes, fifty to one Harvick. Fifty to one. Yeah, he ballooned up to fifty to one. And listen to this: his last six races, four top fives, best finish, second, worst finish. What is it? Thirteen. Yeah, and and he's been running good this year. I mean, you gotta you gotta lock in Uncle Kevin at at that price at fifty to one. Yeah, I'm big on I'm big on Harvick at fifty to one for sure. Um, another guy I'm looking at, and I mean Brian, you don't know the running joke. He's kind of like my Davis Mills in NASCAR this year. <laughs> is uh, Martin Truex Jr. Because it seems I'm betting him every single goddamn week. Um. Let's face it. And he's letting you down every week. Exactly. Uh, He should have won last Vegas race if that caution didn't come out. He's been running great. He's in contention every single race. Uh, One top five, five top tens in his last six there. Average finish of 8.3. Best finish third, worst finish 19th in the last six. He's up to – I got locked him in at 10 to 1. He's still around that price. I still like him at that point. I'm good with that. Did Harrison Burton change at all, Eric? Because again, I can't see the odds right now. Well, I'm gonna, Brian. I have to let you know this. Um, Harrison Burton is Brandon's equivalent to what Kyle Bush is to you, my friend. Oh, okay. No, what? <laughs> so no. Except my guy's a champion. No, Harrison no, Burton. No, Harrison, Harrison Burton. Eric's trying to. No, Eric's trying to. My boy is Chase. His boy, his boy is Chase. His, who is also a champion. One. But he's 101. Yeah. He was 1,000 to one before qualifying. Yeah, he was up there. Yes. So, no. B.O., I have said that Harrison Burton, a rookie driving for Wood Brothers, the, what people don't understand, Wood Brothers is their own team. Yep. But that car is operated out of the Penske shop. Yeah. Every week before it goes to the track, that single car gets delivered to Wood Brothers, a little spot in Mooresville, North Carolina, and then traveled to the track. It was not considered a Penske car. His family, how well he did in Xfinity. I am dropping money every week on that dude to finally get a win as a rookie. And if he hits, the ROI is ridiculous. So he is and he's been close. He's been riding great. I mean, he yes. should have. There was one race that we had him, and he should have won that race, but he, he got taken out. So if you grabbed him before qualifying, he was a thousand to one. Yeah, now he's he was 100 one hundred to one. Yeah. 
still grab him. And if you do it, the ROI will pay off for the entire year. Entire year. Yeah. Now, is he related to Jeff? Yeah. Does Jeff Jeff hate him like Bill hates Chase? No. No. Okay. I was just curious. No, it was a good one. I see. I saw a little smirk. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, No, I, I do like Harrison Burton. Tyler Reddick's odds dropped. I would still throw money on Reddick. He's been in there every week. He should have won two races by now. The man's got the equipment. He's got the car, and he's got the skill. So I'm also going to lock in uh, Tyler Reddick going into this week as well, starting P2, I believe. Yep. Yep. Um, I got a couple head-to-heads I actually like, too. I love these head-to-heads, Brian. That's I was going to ask, do you all just play to win, play head-to-head? No, like, what, I love head-to-head. head-to-head. Um, we used to play – Last year, the favorite bet of the podcast was Corey LaJoy, 4-1 to one, top 20. We can no longer get 4-1 to one in LaJoy top 20, so we don't do those anymore. Damn it. Um, so I took Suarez over Stenhouse. Look, I understand Stenhouse has been riding great the last couple. But if you look, you know, he hasn't ran great here at Kansas. I'm looking at it right now. Um, three of the last six, he only has two, two top 20 finishes and two – do, did not finish the race. Eric, do you see Robert where Stenhouse Do you see where Stenhouse is starting tomorrow? Where is he starting, my first friend? Dead last, thirty seventh. And that's a pick'em against Suarez. Where where's yes. Mr. Pitbull starting? So if you're doing a head to head, ride Suarez all Dale. Dale. Where's, where's Mr. Where's Mr. Three oh five starting? Three oh five is starting in nineteenth. Okay. So you got 37th and 19th, 305 all the way. No, I got one more head to head, and I'm taking my boy Busher over Bubba. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a Bubba track. Don't get me wrong. There's certain yeah, tracks where I'll back, I'll back Bubba. This isn't one of the tracks. This is one of the tracks. I looked to fade Bubba. We cashed it last week. Cole Custer, even though he crashed, still finished ahead of Bubba. I'm going to take, take Busher here. The Bush is starting 35th. Bubba's starting 24th. Do not let that sway you away from the bet. That will flip in a heartbeat, and yep. you will cash in on that bet. Look, yep. I, I have this unreasonable love for Bubba Wallace, and I know he only is ever even close to winning a race on a super speedway, and I don't even really know why I like Bubba Wallace. Um, maybe just because I think he – gets a lot of shit that's undeserved. Like he, he's not, he can't drive. I think he can. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I wouldn't bet against what you're all saying. I'm just saying uh, he's that guy for me that it's like people trash all the time and I feel bad for him. And I think I just pull for him in my heart. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he gets bashed a little bit more than he should, but I mean, what's uh, what's Kyle Bush's odds to win this week. I just got to hear uh, they're not even you're not even allowed to bet on it. It's not it's not there. Uh Mr. Bush is the him and Kyle Larson are the race favorite, both at seven to one. I mean, there's a reason that you're the favorite all the time because you're the best. Um, so do yourself a favor, forget all of these terrible bets they've given you, and just bet it all on Kyle Bush to win because he's going to. Um, any odds on Sterling Marlin? Does he still have a car? Because I'm sure there's some guys out there that want to. <laughs> I feel like with a NASCAR show, you have to have a Sterling Marlin reference at some point. <laughs> you do. You do. You know, like, just oh, yeah. even if it's just a laugh about it, you know? I feel, 
Thank you. So, uh, do you have any more bets, Brandon, or no? Uh, Eric, what we we touched on on Friday, we touched on Eric Almarola at sixty six yeah. to one. What did his odds change to? Almarola is all the way down to forty to one. I mean, I still think at forty to one, I would personally. I would still throw a half unit on him. I still think there's value right there. No, still touch, Eric, guys, the whole reason on this is this car, for whatever reason this year, these half a miles, they, they are the same style of car. So if your driver is confident in it, you take it. He finished in the top, I believe, top five in yeah. Vegas. Um, so I like Eric Almarola at 40 to one. I do not think he'll win the race, but if you're looking for a huge ROI, and a possibility of a win, then I would absolutely touch on Eric Almarola. And Eric knows doing well, Biho. I don't like betting on this guy. Yeah, he, he hates Almarola. But there's something Look, I, about this week I'll, that I'm just just just, I, just I to put it in perspective. Almarola is his Louisville. Just so you okay. understand. All well, right. and, and and the thing is, it's like I have no problem betting on Louisville because. Yeah. If I think they can yeah. win, I mean, obviously, I fade yeah, the yeah. shit out of them when I know they're going to lose. But I mean, I think that's where a lot of gamblers get into trouble is when they, yeah. you know, bet with their heart instead of their head. And if Almirola is a good play, play him, even though you don't like him. I mean, hey, it's a win-win situation. I look at it. If the if the dude pops up and has a great race, you win money. If he doesn't, you're happy yeah. because he didn't win. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I do have a question though. Now. Brandon and I debated about this. I want to know if Brandon changed his his tune. And Brian, what did you think? There's no head-to-heads posted. I kind of want to fade Blaney this week. Just because he hasn't ran good. No, he hasn't ran good at this track. It, no, I, no I, mean? I, don't, like, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want. You know, so I mean, I'm just. I, I look at how he's done in past performances. He hasn't ran great at the track. I mean, I wasn't really that impressed when I saw it qualifying today or practice, I think because he's going to be matched up against like the Hamlins and of the world. So, you know, I, I kind of like the fade Blaney. Um, I'm with that. I, I, yeah. I'm with that. He, he qualified 10th, but yeah. when you know there's a good Blaney car, he's a, he's a top When you know, you know. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys when you know, you yeah. know. Um, when you know, you know, he qualifies in the top five. But the fact that he qualified 10th, th- this week is not a week for him. We yeah. touched on it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. My fault. No, I, w- I was just going to say, I, Blaney seems like one of those guys to me when, when I'm watching, he's either winning the race or he's nowhere to be found. Like, you'll you'll and, never find yeah. him in the scroll. Yeah. And it's, you know, so, again, qualifying tent tells me he's probably not that great of a car this week. So, you know, <laughs> 10 laps in, he might be 30th. <laughs> and you won't see him all day. And then, um, look, he did – he did 12 laps in practice and was 14th fastest. Yeah. And you had Eric Almarola who ran 24 laps and was 13th fastest. Yeah. So if you got Almarola quicker than Blaney in practice and qualifying, fade the man. Fade him. Um, something to remember, too, you know, Logano and William Byron had a little bit of a dust-up at the uh well no you don't know is byron gonna look for you know what i mean so i we're telling we told everyone on friday not to include logano or byron don't not touch the head to head just because there could be the revenge thing coming out because no. we saw it last year with harvick and elliot and that's also, great info my my reaction was solely because i wish i could punch joey logano in the face 
Thank you. Oh my you, god, you guys you, actually you, agreed on something. Yes. <laughs> oh, there is a Slidano is the worst. I like I he's got the most punchable face of any human hey, being I've ever a, seen. A whole nother podcast. Just remember <laughs> me telling you this. I knew Logano personally before he even signed with Gibbs, and I knew him while he signed with Gibbs, and some personal things happened in the state of North Carolina at that time between me and Joey, that Joey knows exactly who I am and he knows exact, and I know exactly who he is. And we'll just touch that on another day. So if, if Kentucky ever gets its race back and I get to go again, like I normally did, um, I, I will, I will get some, some pit passes. And when I see Logano, I'm going to bring up your name and I'm yeah. gonna be like, this is from Brandon and I'm going to kick him square in the dick. <laughs> and before it. you even kick him, it's funny because I camp out at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the last 15 years, and I've said something to Joey every time. Because guess what? I'm a camper, and I don't touch you, so I can say whatever I want to say, and you can't do anything about it. And his reaction on his face, people have looked at me like, does he know you? And I'm like, yep. Yeah, he does. So Yeah, I can't wait to hear this off the air. So, yeah. uh, you know. Um, <laughs> I do have one question, though. One more thing. Dylan doesn't have his crew chief. We touched on this off camera. Yeah. Uh, he has the cruise chief for the man, the myth, the legend. The last time this guy was a crew chief was back in two, 2011 for Juan Pablo. Should we be looking to fade Dylan in head-to-head matchups when they're posted for him just based on who his crew chief is? I wouldn't touch Dylan at Kansas anyways. So fade away then? Yeah, fade away. All right. I, I was going to say just gut reaction and not knowing what you guys do. Uh, I don't know that. You know, the guy was the crew chief for Juan Pablo. It's not his fault. Juan Pablo couldn't drive. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of one of those. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. like, can you really blame a guy? That's like uh, blaming a jockey for having a terrible horse. I mean, you know, sometimes jockeys do get their horses in trouble, and sometimes the horse just isn't good enough. So, I, you know, I Juan know. Pablo hit everything on the track. You know, he lived the days of thunder, hit the pace car thing, and actually hit the jet dryer. I mean, good God. So, all right, um, last little segment, guys, for those guys that do NASCAR DFS. These guys have prepared some lineups for it. So, uh, Brandon, why don't you take it away and give us your DFS lineup for Kansas? All right, so I might tweak it a little bit tomorrow. If I do, I will let you guys know. But just a quick look at it. My strategy going into this week is position differential. I'm going with Busher starting 35th. Ross Chastain starting 11th. Kevin Harvick, which we talked about earlier, really good at this track, starting 23rd. Ricky Stenhouse, not a fan of him. Don't think he's good at the track, but he's $6,800, and he's starting 36. Daniel Suarez, and this is going to be the part of this lineup, is Suarez can get a top 10. I'm really confident in this lineup. Starting 19th at 7,500, then rolling with the man, Martin Truex Jr., Starting ninth, $10,400. If he can get himself a top three and Suarez doesn't screw this up, we'll be in some sort of money by the end of the race with that lineup. Good deal, Eric. Like what do you got? Um, well, I made a last-minute change to mine. I won't – you know, Mrs. G's favorite kid. Sorry, Brandon. Christopher Bell, 84. I think he's going to dominate this race. So I'm going to take him there. My value play, Toddy G, 4,900. 
top 15 finish last week. I love Truex this week again. Love Chastain. Love Harvick too. But I, my only difference is I went with Kurt Busch. I really like what I saw with them today. So that's my lineup. Wrong Bush, brother. Um, <laughs> all right. There we go. Uh, there we have cooler. It. So we've got. Uh, I'd rather be a Jordan <laughs> sponsor than an Eminem sponsor. <laughs> I don't think it matters about sponsors. It's just about <laughs> winning, right? Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Um, I mean, there you guys go. Uh, race is at what three o'clock tomorrow? Coverage starts yeah. at three. I'm sure the race will start soon thereafter. You've got your picks. Uh, again, we'll be back next week and probably making fun of each other for how bad some of the picks were, how good some of the picks were. We'll probably be laughing at me and Kyle Bush, you know, finishing at the back or something, guys. So, Beho, two weeks from now, I told Eric my yeah. goal is to grab any NASCAR driver, Corey LaJoy. Nor Gregson, somebody to join me. Cody in the, Ware. Cody Ware to join me in the infield of Charlotte Motor Speedway in my camper for our next podcast in Charlotte. That's, what, that's so you're going to be in Charlotte next time we record this. No, we got Texas yeah. next week, and then we okay. got Charlotte Motor yep. Speedway. Then we got over the holiday. Yeah. My goal on Memorial Weekend is to have some rando NASCAR driver. Don't care who it is. To be pounding a beer right next to me. I love it. I on love this it. podcast. Probably won't be Kyle Bush. He doesn't do that shit. So, unfortunately. No, because he's a. Never mind. <laughs> no, he's an asshole. It's okay. I, I have no problem with it. Nah, he's an asshole. Good. But I love it. It's good. So, thanks for watching, guys. We'll be back next week. Let's make a bunch of money. Guys, thanks a lot. We'll see you guys next week. Cashing those tickets, boys.